Well, I do see social media as a community. So I picture Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook as a room. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. And I'm walking into the room. And if I don't feel mentally well enough to walk into a room that day, I'm not going to walk in the room. But when I'm in the room, I'm going to make sure I'm engaging. I'm going to make sure that I celebrate people who are celebrating. I'm going to sit with people who need to be sat with and encourage them. And I think if I see it that way, it helps me see it a lot more healthily, especially I would never go out if I wasn't feeling great because I wouldn't be offering anything to the world. I'd be offering cynicism or discouragement or, yeah, good luck with that. You're right. It sucks right now. Yeah. So I, I feel like that helps me. The BBS podcast starts now. Connie, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. You're thank you for having me. You're very welcome. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. Um, who are you? What's your story? Oh, Share with us. Well, I'm Connie, a social entrepreneur here in Calgary. Awesome. And I've uh, been working with youth, uh, mostly youth at risk and resilience for the last 20 years. Uh-huh. Started that in East Vancouver, working with a lot of um Kids on the street, drug dealers, um, gang members working in the schools there. And, you know, if you need to find brokenness in Vancouver, it's not far. Yeah. And then 13 years ago, we moved to Calgary and we had our oldest son. And I'm looking, I'm actively looking for the brokenness in the city. And I'm like, this place is amazing. There is nothing wrong. People are so on point here. Really? But then I discovered as I dug deeper that it's just hidden a lot better here. Interesting. Yeah, the white picket fence behind the beautiful house, there's stuff. Right. Yeah. Is there anything that kind of triggered your journey into mental health or anything like that? Or is it just something you've always been interested in? Uh, no, actually. So um, a lot of it has been just the people I've ended up working with. So okay. a lot of these youth. But then my own son became suicidal at age eight. And he was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at, at, age, at age six. That was when he got the diagnosis and then eight. And this is a family that, I mean, I work in resilience and my husband and I, we've been married for 20 years. We're, we're decent people. Right. And it just, um, it sent us into a crisis. He was in the hospital for three weeks and now he's 13 and you would never guess. And he's doing great. He's doing great. That's awesome. We, we've, if any parents need help with that, I actually have a book and a lot of my work is along the lines of how we got him out of that. Yeah. So it's possible. It reminds me every day that the mental, um, the mental health crisis we're facing right now doesn't have to be what it is. Uh, it just, my experience with my own son has reminded me of that, but it's also reminded me that behind the white picket fence, there's a lot of brokenness that we're afraid to talk about because who do you tell? Who do you tell? You don't want to say it on social media. Um, and, and if you say it to people, you often feel shamed. So just trying to create braver conversations around that. Now, the topic that we wanted to talk about today, Connie, is just in terms like you work, obviously, with lots of business owners and entrepreneurs kind of in your field of work, right? Yes. Yeah. Because of that resilience training. So when I realized that, you know, behind closed doors, there was a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of the people in Calgary are business owners, people who have been laid off from oil and gas. Um, people True. have experienced that and people who are trying to build 
a better city and a better life for themselves. And I think just because of maybe the economic status right now, uh, the whole deal of um, business and entrepreneurship, I think those things have a pretty high rate of depression, sadness, those type of things. Um, why, why do you think that is? Well, it's hard to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. It would, isn't it nice to show up to work and get an hourly wage? Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've said, I think I just want to go work at Indigo. Yeah. And I even applied and they didn't hire me. And so that's depressing itself. You're like, I'm not even qualified for that anymore. I can't even do Indigo. Yeah. But it is a lot of work. And, you know, you're starting from the ground up and often with very little resource and you're on your own. You're Unless you're in a wonderful co-working space. Yes. But a lot, you know, we're, we're in our houses, we're grinding and no one's there to encourage us. No one's there to say you can continue to live your dream. Like you have to motivate yourself when you're an entrepreneur and it can feel lonely and isolating, which is the number one cause of depression. At least for me, I, I, I found one of the biggest things as I started to go into the entrepreneurship journey is kind of missing that stability too. Um, like you mentioned on before, like not having that paycheck every two weeks can be super stressful. Like I have, you know, I have bills to pay and two kids to take care of. And when one month's really good and the next month isn't very good, like budgeting and the stress and those type of things come all together. And yeah, it could be a little bit tough. Um, so, so we talk about all these things that are really hard for a business owner, or entrepreneur. Uh, how, how, do, how do we reduce that loneliness? How do we reduce that stress? That just seems to be constantly there in this, in this line of work. I do, I do believe that um, getting together with people, like-minded people, co-working spaces are amazing for that, but also being active to get out there and meet people, to be reminded of what you're doing, why you're doing it, but even to go a little deeper and to get a little personal, for me, I find that I am my most mentally well when I remember who I am before why I, what I do. Interesting. So if I remember who I am, I am an igniter. I am, uh, I'm courageous. I, I remember that those pieces of me and those are the reasons why I do what I do, to ignite courage, to remind people to keep going to be resilient, to be healthy. And it's when I lose sight of who I am, it, my why goes out the door right along with it. And so does my motivation. And so just keeping connected to um, the very essence of, of what's going on inside of me, I find is has been really key, even before any kind of community, any kind of like, you know, um, self-care, it, it really is getting back to the essence of why am I here on earth? What's my purpose? And there's a book called Lost Connections. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same guy who did that um, TED talk on um, the, real, the real cause of addiction isn't sobriety. Like it's, it's connection. That's what's going to solve it. And one of the things he writes in the book is a reconnection with your purpose. We have a lot of people who are just kind of, well, I need to make money, so I'll just do this, or I need to do this. And you scroll on Instagram and you see all, everybody's just looks so amazing and shiny. Yeah. And anxiety shows up when I feel like I have to show up a certain way on Instagram. Oh, I guess I should look like I, I have it all together too. Mm -hmm. and, and when I have to show up a certain way, anxiety is right there telling me I'm not enough and shame is right there telling me, you know, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so to put those things in its place, I have to remember I show up like, like me, I show up who I am 
Connie Jacob, and I remember who I am, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and I allow that to motivate me. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, it just starts. It starts with yourself. It has to. It has to. If you're an entrepreneur, I mean, that's all you got. Yeah, <laughs> I always find, um, and 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 personally, I've had my own struggles with with anxiety and um, trying to um, do other things to help re- re- reduce the stress that aren't necessarily healthy. So, what kind of things can we do as business owners, uh, maybe even if you're an employee, to kind of help? Um, not fall into those bad habits like 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 drinking or drug use or um whatever unhealthy habit that would be not sleeping those type of things is is it again just just starting from yourself or is there any type of like tangible things that you can do within the community or resources that you know about or anything like that well absolutely so behavior is communication so when we fall into these things that uh, and thank you for being honest because i've been there too i've 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 downed whiskey to get myself to sleep i'm not hurting anybody you know i'm just i'm just going to bed i just need a good night's sleep Mm -hmm. and a lot of times the behavior we try to think okay i gotta stop drinking so i can get myself together i gotta be a good business owner i gotta make this happen but i think that all of that is very surface and that's the reason why we we stay there so behavior is always communication. If I'm if I'm downing a glass of whiskey, it's for a reason. It's not because I woke up that morning thinking, man, that'd be fun. Let's try this out. It's because I feel, um, for me personally, it's because I felt despair. I felt like I'm never going to make it. This is not working. I don't know what to do. I don't seem to have any control over my situation. So therefore, I want to knock myself out. And as soon as I as soon as I can notice the reasons why. I'm doing certain things, certain coping mechanisms, then I can base an action plan on the why, not on the behavior itself. People are often trying to stop drinking, stop doing marijuana, stop like toxic relationships. And that that's not the first step. The first step is why am I there? And that's where the transformation is. And so when it comes to the mental health of, of an entrepreneur or someone at work, it's like, what got me there? And what action steps do I need to make sure that I'm taking care of that part of me, the despair part of me, the hopeless part of me, the the concerned or the worried part of me? And how do I do that? And I find for myself personally, structure has been huge for that. Creating a structure. I wake up in the morning at the same time every day and I do practices that create emotional regulation. So for me, that's, you know, I make sure I work out. I make sure I have some time um, just with myself and with my with my faith. And I make sure that my day is set up so that I'm not reacting to my day, but I'm responding. And I find for me personally, that has helped me tons. That's great. Awesome, valuable information there. This might be relatable to, say, a business owner who has. um, Now, I've personally worked for lots of uh, before I started my entrepreneurial journey, I worked for a a lot of small businesses. I've only worked for maybe one large organization in my professional career. The rest of it has been teams under 10. Right. So very close knit uh, group of people. Uh, But when you are a business owner in that situation, um, you have to juggle lots of balls and um, there's lots of lots of stress with that. So as a business owner, um, what what can businesses do to kind of help their employees be better in terms of their mental health day to day and be better employees? Uh, I believe that um, the most important thing, if you're going to have a, a company that even has two people or five or ten or thousands, 
the first thing you want to create is a company culture. Yeah. And so I find that the the culture that you build, the environment that you build is the key, um, which of course would include any kind of practices or um, boundaries or expectations around your own mental wellness. Absolutely. But it's the environments that we live in that create um, the opportunity for anxiety to either blow up or be contained. And a lot of business owners, at least when I was growing up, I mean, I'm a Gen Xer and I grew up with baby boomer parents that just say, suck it up. Yeah. But um, today that doesn't work. That doesn't work anymore. This whole suck it up culture, it's it's actually um, inhibiting people. No, and the baby boomers hate it. They do. They think that all oh, these millennials, they're so ridiculous, but it's the way it is. And it's honestly, um, sociologically proven that um, if we still continue down that road, in a business in a business place if we don't actually take care of our employees by creating a corporate culture that um, is all about healthy boundaries um, conflict resolution that's positive and um, team team atmosphere um, well those people are going to leave and you're not going to have a thriving company uh, that with with some great roi yeah, we uh, one of our guests that we had on the BVS podcast, one of our first episodes, Sean Freeman, he said that um, if you only, even if you have one employee, you have a culture. Yes. So it all starts from there, and it all grows from there. So that's really interesting too. Um, in in terms of of your experience being in this community for so long in Calgary, um, is there any type of like um, organizations or resources that 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 people can use from like an outside perspective? Oh, absolutely. So I'm a big fan of the uh, Canadian Mental Health Association. Okay. Because they, Why is that? Well, they're all about community. And so they have this thing called Recovery College where you can take courses. They have hubs where people can go and just interact. And you don't have to be mentally ill to go there. It's just a place of community. And so I love that. Um, you have places like co-working spaces that are creating new new vibes of, of good quality places where people can connect. Uh, and even yesterday, I was meeting with a lady from Bankers Hall on the third floor. She's opening a, a store that's cool. all about community. And so she's selling her products that all have a message of wellness, but then she's also gonna be having workshops. And and so her name is Karen Judge. I would really recommend anybody reach out to her. Cool. Yeah, there's some really cool places in Calgary. I, yeah, and I think Honestly, I like uh, I'm a part of a co-working space. There's lots of businesses in the co-working environment at uh, Work Nicer that we use um, that that use it as well. And I, community is so important, and having uh, people around you that are like-minded and are in sim- similar situations helps a lot for mental health. I think just because you can kind of see people go through the grind, and you can see people go through the hustle, and you can share successes with people too, and it really just helps things put. Uh, really helps you put things into perspective. And I honestly, I, I don't know how people would just have an in uh, like their own office in like a, a cold, empty building somewhere. I really think co-working is the future. I think so too. Um, do you think there's a mental health reason for that? Like, what do you think is the biggest reason mentally that, that businesses fail? I think that we've lost the ability to be resilient. I think that um, this whole idea of pushing through what's hard, uh, there's a... There's a cusp that most people these today, just in general, just don't know how to push past what's hard. What's hard? I, I couldn't afford Starbucks today. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we don't know what's hard anymore because we really do have 
so much opportunity and it's not anyone's fault it's not a it's not a bad thing i just think that we need to remember that we're more resilient than we think and the lows are never lows forever we're having moments and we we need to learn how to push past those moments um because there was a day that people could uh as as a as a whole I have a real sociological mind. I love sociology. I love it. That's great. And I feel like today we could learn a couple things. And so that five year doesn't have to be like that. And you do have economic pressures. I mean, if you talk to Sean Freeman, I mean, I'm pretty sure you heard about how how much it costs today to have a a business in Calgary. It's it's ridiculous. And it is a barrier. But I love people who are saying, you know what, I'm going to see past that barrier and I'm going to use my creative mind to see how I can work around that because there's always solutions. Always. And I, and just unfortunately, social media just plays such a huge role in just feeling kind of inadequate because um, you see so many successful people on social media. You see businesses, you know, they're, they're hiring another employee, they're picking up another client and they almost just seem like they come out of nowhere. But every overnight success that you don't really know the, 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 the journey beforehand, right? So, um, I try to stay off social media as much as I can, but I also understand what a valuable tool it is for business growth and connecting with people. Without social media, I can't. I, I wouldn't be able to connect with you or meet you or other nice people that I've been able to meet, but at the same time, it's also like this yin-yang thing. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, do you have any, like, any social media tips just to kind of, you know, kind of filter the, the, the anxiety stuff and just kind of focus on, on, on the good? Well, I do see social media as a community. So I picture Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook as a room. Yeah, as it should be. And I'm walking into the room. And if I don't feel mentally well enough to walk into a room that day, I'm not going to walk in the room. But when I'm in the room, I'm going to make sure I'm engaging. I'm going to make sure that I celebrate people who are celebrating. I'm going to sit with people who need to be sat with and encourage them. And I think if I see it that way, it helps me see it a lot more healthily especially i would never go out if i wasn't feeling great because i wouldn't be offering anything to the world i'd be offering cynicism or discouragement or yeah good luck with that you're right it sucks right now yeah so i i feel like that helps me that's great um i like that analogy walking into a room because it's true you i mean people always forget that social media was created to be a community the internet was created to be a community of people, right? And then it just kind of just turns into this mindless thing. But once you remind yourself of that, I think it's really important. That's awesome, Connie. Well, um, tell the people how they could find you. Tell them what what you do and and how people can reach out to you if they're interested in your services or anything along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm at ConnieJacob.com. I have a weird last name. It's J-A-K-A-B. No worries. Uh, I, my na- last name used to be Smith. It was so easy back then. <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> Never yeah. had to spell that. That's funny. And I, f- I focus a lot on the uh, interpersonal neurobiology, um, interpersonal relationships at work. How do we create culture that uh, promotes wellness? I talk about boundaries a lot because I have literally nailed down after 20 years, I'm like, oh my goodness, so many of our issues is an issue of just not knowing how to have boundaries Mm -hmm. in our own life, but also at work. Okay, well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Oh, thanks so much, Jeff.
Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the BVS podcast. If you enjoyed this content, we'd appreciate a couple things. Please tell your friends if they feel like this might be something worth listening to. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or a high rating on whatever type of platform that you are listening on. It really helps the show and helps us grow and helps us continue. So we really appreciate your support on that. The BVS podcast is created and produced by Blind Viking Studios in Calgary, Alberta. Blind Viking helps business owners get customers online by creating and distributing purposeful video and audio content. In a nutshell, we produce podcast, video content, live stream content, and then hook you up with a distribution plan that gets your content seen. We can also do the grunt work. We do editing, mixing, mastering, and more. If you want more info, you can always check out the website at blindviking.com. Thank you very much, and until next time.